friends, welcome back to the Unfolding Podcast, where we unfold the truth of God's word together to know him more. I'm your host, Katie, and I am so glad you are here. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about preparing our hearts for Christmas. We'll be talking about a few things that were brought to us through Christ's incarnation, a couple of practical things you can do to ensure your heart is in the right place, and some encouragement about letting go of perfection this holiday season. I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into the episode, I have a few things to share with you. Thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast today. I pray it is a blessing and that you'll learn something new. I'm so thankful for your presence here, as always. Please don't forget to check us out on Instagram at The Unfolding Co. for daily and weekly encouragement, reminders, prayers, scripture memory, and truth, especially in the new year. We also have a website now. The link can be found in the show notes, and on the blog, you can find the free devotional, Living Fruitfully, as well as monthly blog posts expanding on podcast episodes. We will begin sending out a monthly newsletter in January of 2023, which you can sign up for right now so you don't miss it. If you enjoy the podcast, here are a few ways you can continue to support us, like a like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts leave a rating and review share the podcast with your friends on social media each of these things helps support and grow the podcast thanks so much again for listening let's get into the episode Every episode, you guys know I like to share a gratitude, a lesson, a verse, and something fun to warm us up for the meat of the episode. I hope you can bear with me. My family has been fighting off a sickness all week, and every morning I keep waking up thinking, ah, today surely I will start feeling better, and then it's like I feel worse the next day. Um, So I'm hoping today is the last day. We'll see. Bear with me as I sniffle, clear my throat, have a raspy voice. All right, so what am I thankful for today? I'm thankful for the knowledge that hardship is temporary, but grace is eternal. It's been a really challenging two weeks in our household with sickness mainly. If you have kids, sickness is probably one of the hardest parts about being a parent. Um... But I know that the Lord's grace is sufficient for this time and that it's only a phase and we'll be through this and life will feel normal again in a little bit. But until then, God's grace is being poured upon us um, because it's just a cold and we'll be fine, you know? I'm learning a hard lesson and I feel like I've talked about this before, but it's just something that I'm learning continually It's been a theme for about the past six months of my life of learning contentment, but really all my life I've been struggling to learn contentment. I think it's a pretty common struggle for most of us. Um, So I've just been learning to like hand my desires to the Lord. I think it's going to help me learn to be content with things the way they are. Um, but I have a desire for like a specific thing and I'm not going to go into details about it because it's very personal and for a long time I believed it was like a sure thing like no obviously it's gonna happen 
of course but now I'm like well actually is it happen is it gonna happen is it actually gonna be part of my life or is this just some expectation I have that's not necessarily going to be fulfilled and so I've been like handing my desire over to the Lord and thinking maybe I won't get what I want and that's okay um and I'm just asking the Lord to help me to be content with where I am and what we have um but I'm learning that maybe it's okay that not every detail of my life goes uh the way I expect it to go I feel very fortunate that a lot of my life has gone fairly to my expectations um like the big life things like getting married and having kids I know for a lot of people they're single for a really long time or they they get married but they face infertility um and like you don't really think about that until it happens to you you don't really think about not getting married until you're 30 and you're not married you know or you don't think about not having kids until you're trying to have them and you can't you know so I felt really lucky that I did get married um, young, which I wanted to get married young, and I had kids, you know, so I felt very thankful for where I am and just trying to be content with that um, and learning that it's okay to not get what you want because obviously I'm a little spoiled in that area, <laughs> I guess. Okay, something fun because why not? We always talk about pretty heavy, important things here. So let's throw some fun in. Something fun that I have been loving is... I was going to share one thing when I wrote my notes yesterday. Um, And it's a great thing, but it's more of a gratitude than something fun. So something fun that I love. Totally a girl thing. So sorry if you're listening to this and you're not a girl and you couldn't care less. Um, Is cheesy Christmas movies. I know they're so cheesy and so predictable, but I love them and I watch them every year. I have a few favorites. Um, the Christmas with a Prince series on Netflix. So good. Um, I watched a really cute one called A Castle for Christmas based in Scotland. I think maybe Ireland. I'm pretty sure it was Scotland. Um, so, so cute. There's one. I feel like any. Oh, what is her name? I have to look up her name because it's going to bother me. Um, any movie with... Uh, what is her name? She has like a long name. Joanna? Melissa. Melissa Joan Hart. Any Christmas movie with Melissa Joan Hart is so good and so worth watching. <laughs> any of her movies are great. Um, what's another one I really like? Christmas with a view oh the ones with Vanessa Hudgens I think there's uh the princess switch and then um a night before Christmas so cute such cute movies so cheesy so great the Lindsay Lohan one I wouldn't waste your time with it it was not it was not very good like I have I can stand a lot of cheesiness and a lot of bad acting and that one, I couldn't stand. It was just too bad. There's just, I have a limit. I do have a limit. It's very far. And so if you know that I can, couldn't finish the movie, it's because it was really, really bad. So don't watch the little one. Not good. All right. That's my something fun. 
so silly, but it is fun, and it's Christmas time, and I, I, I'm exclusively watching Christmas movies right now. I don't watch anything else. <laughs> okay, so our verse for the week is <clears throat> Matthew one twenty one because we're talking about Christmas. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sons. Matthew one twenty one. All right, let's talk about the hope of Christmas, friends. I want to let you guys know that this will be the last episode of the year, and we will be back around January 9th or January 16th with new episodes, um, a newsletter, hopefully more consistent posting on Instagram, and blog post. I've been struggling lately, so we're gonna get better in the new year, as always. Be on the lookout for that, and let's talk about what Jesus brought to us on Christmas. The first thing we learn that Jesus brought to us on Christmas, besides himself, uh, because, you know, the most obvious thing, obvious thing is this first thing, which is the hope of a savior. Our main verse for today is Matthew one twenty one. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. <coughs> we got the hope of a savior at Christmas time. We didn't just get a baby. I wanted to talk about this because, <coughs> excuse me, because for me growing up a Christian at Christmas time, it's always been hard for me to get my mind and heart in the right place for Christmas. Not because I was obsessed with the gifts. I mean, every kid is up to a point. But for me, it was all so common. Uh, we talked about it all the time. And I knew what Christmas was about. And it just took a while for it to really hit home. As an adult, I... I'm learning to be really intentional this time of year with immersing myself into the true meaning of Christmas and thinking about what it means. Um, and that is the hope of a savior. In Galatians 4, 4 through 5, it says, For when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. <laughs> um, so when it was time, in the Lord's time, God had has this enti our entire existence as human beings <clears throat> and the earth is planned out by God. He knows exactly when it started. He knows exactly when it's going to end. So when it was exactly the right time, Christ came to the earth through a human sinful normal woman there was nothing holy about mary she was just a regular girl who loved the lord that was it she wasn't sinless she wasn't special she wasn't angelic she was just a normal person who god said you're going to give birth to the savior of the world she still sinned she still made mistakes but God chose her anyway. And Christ was born under the law. That means he had to um, answer to the, the same laws that we do. He had to be 
He had to use the bathroom. He had to eat food. He had to experience um, splinters and getting hurt. Um, he had to obey the laws of the land um, as a human, you know. He was born under the law to redeem us who were also under the law. You and I are all under the law of humanity and living on earth and following the rules and answering to people above us and Christ came to redeem us and call us his children. How special is that? That a child was born so that we might be called children of God. I mean, it does not get any more special than that. So just think about that this Christmas. Christ came to be your father, to allow you to have access to the father in heaven. The next verse is uh, Acts 5.31. I'm trying not to be too out of breath, but it's hard to breathe. So I, I'm sorry. I won't apologize again, but I'm sorry for the way I sound today. Acts 5.31. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. The whole reason Christ came to earth was to die on the cross for our sins. That is literally his existence. That's hard for us to imagine because we think about all the things we're going to do. Like I mentioned earlier, we think about graduating high school and college and getting a job and getting married and having children and living our life. And we know we're going to die eventually. And we just hope and pray that it's in old age peacefully and not like from cancer or in a car accident or something like that, you know, but Christ came to earth knowing that he was going to die on the cross for our sins. He knew that his entire life. I think about Jesus as a kid. There's only like two times in the Bible that you really see Jesus's childhood. Um, you see when they're in Egypt, when they flee to Egypt and then return back to Nazareth. As a kid, he was like two or three years old because they had to flee to Egypt when he was a baby because Herod was going to kill him and then they, they're allowed to come back when it's safe and after Herod dies. And then the second time is when his family travels to Jerusalem for Passover and he goes to the temple and he's learning from all of these um, Pharisees and he's listening and learning from them and spending time with the Lord there in the temple and his family leaves and he's not with them. And then they have to go back to Jerusalem to find him. That's like the only couple of times you really see Jesus' childhood. And I was thinking about this the other night. Like, what was his childhood like? Because obviously, you know, he was a human, so he developed like a human. Um, he wasn't like, a, I mean, I think he wasn't a baby with an adult conscious. Um, I don't know maybe he was, but when he was 12, he knew that God was his heavenly father. So he knew that already. And he knew his fate when he was a 12 year old boy in the temple, he knew that he was going to die on the cross for our sins. And that was true. Redeem us and forgive us for our sins. So it's just kind of, it should inspire you to praise him this time of year. When you think about that aspect 
that he was born a baby for the sole purpose of saving us from our sins through dying on the cross and rising again. I have two sons and it's hard for me to think about them not being on earth anymore. It's been a real struggle as a mom because you're supposed to long for heaven as a believer and it's really honestly hard to do that when you have a husband and kids that you love dearly. Um, It's really hard for me to think about them not being on earth anymore, much less dying a horrible death like Christ did. You know, and knowing that in 30 years, that's what's going to happen to them. That's crazy to think about as a mom. And it's crazy to think about that is literally what Christ did. And that was literally his life. Uh, But it's so hopeful. You know, Christ died for us. We don't have to live a life of darkness. We don't have to live with all these burdens. We don't have to live a life of knowing we're going to just die and not exist anymore. We have the hope of a savior and we have the hope of heaven because Christ came to earth as a small child. We have the hope of eternal life because Christ came to earth as a small child. Another thing that Jesus brought to us through his incarnation or being made flesh is what incarnation means is God made into flesh is that we get peace and um, the hope of a perfect kingdom because the earth is far from perfect. I am trying to, to get and stay in the habit of not opening my phone right away in the morning, um, but I did today. And the first things I saw were so, so depressing that I just was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Um, but when Christ came to earth, he gave us everlasting peace And he gave us the hope of one day living in perfection with him in a a heavenly kingdom. Let's read Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Excuse me. I need to like blow my nose real quick. Let's read Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. When Christ was born, he brought to us perfect peace he is the prince of peace from him all peace flows and when he came to this earth he brought that to us before then we didn't have access to the father we had to follow a strict list of laws Um, we had to sacrifice animals to get atonement for sins and when christ came to the earth as a child And then when he made his final sacrifice on the cross, he brought us peace because we don't have to chase perfection anymore. We don't have to try to follow the law because once we ask for forgiveness of sins and accept Christ as our savior, we have the peace that that is everlasting and it does not end. We are no, we are never unsaved again. 
once we are saved, it's permanent. And that brings us peace forever. And a perfect kingdom. Our his his kingdom will continually increase. It will never end. He will rule with justice and with righteousness forever. What a perfect kingdom. And th- that kingdom has not yet come. We are in the already but not yet. We are not there yet, but we have the hope that it the hope and the peace that it is coming. The next thing that we have because of the incarnation is access to God in Isaiah 7:14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And later in scripture, let's just read the next one right now. Let's read Matthew one twenty three. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus brought God from heaven down to earth with us because he is fully God and fully man. And that's access that we didn't have before. And it's hard for me to, to, I don't know, make sense of that. Because, I mean, right now, we don't see Jesus. He's in heaven. And we can't see his physical body anymore. Only the people of that time saw him. But we still have an access to God like we've never had before. Before, people had to go to the priest make a sacrifice and the priest went into the holy of holies and put blood on the altar and atoned for the sins of the people and now we have direct access to god we can ask for forgiveness at any moment in time we have his holy spirit living within us and that is something we didn't have before christ came to earth the next thing we learn is um that Jesus brought joy. And I think this is such a beautiful way to end this section of the podcast because we sing um, Joy to the World. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs, especially to play on the piano. It's so fun to play on the piano. But in the Christmas story, it talks about joy. And if you've ever been around someone you love who's had a baby, There's nothing more joyful than a new baby, but to know that that new baby is also God himself, mind-blowing. In Luke 2.10, it says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Jesus brought us joy that is for every single person. We access that joy and it is for every single person in the world. And that's that little baby that was born in the manger. Well, he was born in a stable and laid in the manger. He brought us joy. And a joy that doesn't get old, you know? Like, I mean, as a parent, you never get tired of your kids. You always find joy in them. But other people, the newness wears off really quick. And they just, they don't think about it. When you have 
first have a baby, it's like, oh my gosh, you had a baby. Oh, they're texting you and calling you and wanting to know. But when your kids turn two, it's like, oh, happy birthday once a year, you know? But the the joy that Christ brings everyone is eternal and that's beautiful. Um, in Matthew 2.10, we have the story of the wise men coming to visit Jesus and it says when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy because they had been waiting and looking for this and they had been traveling to find the child they were so joyful when they finally found him so those are a few things that the lord that jesus brought to us through his incarnation we have the hope of a savior peace and a perfect kingdom access to God the Father, and everlasting joy. We often think of Christmas as the birth of Jesus, which is true. It is the celebration of Christ's birth. I know a lot of people like make Jesus a birthday cake on Christmas Day, which is cute. But the weight of Christ's birth is so much more than just a person being born. It, it it signals the fulfillment of promises told by God in the Garden of Eden thousands of years ago. The birth of Christ is the fulfillment of every promise made in the Old Testament. There will be a Savior. He will rule with justice and righteousness. And that is something worth pondering and meditating on. Um, Christ's birth signals the the arrival of the opportunity for eternal peace, knowing that once you believe, you can never, ever be taken out of the Lord's hand. It signals the salvation of mankind and the fulfillment of the law that no man could ever fulfill. Christ fulfills the law for us on the cross. It signals eternal hope. We have this hope of heaven um, in the Advent season, which is really a new idea to me because I didn't grow up celebrating Advent or thinking or talking about it. I always thought it was a very Catholic thing to do, which it is. But I've learned that you can still partake if you're not Catholic. Um, because it just it just means looking at the the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Old Testament through the birth of Christ and then looking to the second coming of Christ which is yet to come. So we have the this eternal hope that Christ came once before he will come again and it it signals eternal joy. We have everlasting joy because of Christ. It's so much more than a birthday. It's the already that mankind waited thousands of years for it that so many believers before us were waiting in, in in anticipation for Christ's birth and it is the promise of the not yet we long for today we long for the time Christ's return and we get that perfect kingdom and we look to that and Christ's birth is a representation he fulfilled his promise before and he will fulfill his promise once again let's talk about what we can do practically to help us like focus properly this christmas season i'm trying to wrap this up because my kids will be waking up from their nap very soon um so i might 
be a little bit quicker on this section. So what can we do practically to help us focus on Christmas this season? Um, and I think it's really cool to read an Advent devotional. She Reads Truth has a really good one every single year, and they have a podcast that coincides with their their devotions on the app. It's like $4, not very much money. You can also buy like the, they have like an actual study book you can buy. I think it's about $30. Um, I just do the app. So you can do that. And then the Bible app has many different Advent devotionals. I did one from there last year. I'm actually really behind on my G Reads Truth devotional because, oh, I've been sick. Not a really good excuse, but it is a, it is an excuse. So I think it's important to read an Advent and just an Advent devotional and just kind of start your day off and or end your day off by remembering what this time of year is really about. It's not about cookies. It's not about decorating. It's not about Christmas parties. It's not about presents, which are all really great, fun things to do this time of year. But your first priority should be remembering the hope of heaven this time of year. Um, let's see. Another um, way, if you don't want to read like an Advent devotional, you can just read the entire Christmas story every day, every week. Um, this time of year, it's like the first couple of chapters of Luke and Matthew. You get all aspects of the Christmas story in those chapters. You can read a little bit about from John. Um, it doesn't really have the birth of Christ in there, but the it talks about the word becoming flesh, which is the birth of Christ. <laughs> and then my favorite way is Christmas worship. Turning on, like, definitely your girl is going to be listening to a lot of Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, Michael Bublé, um, Pentatonix, Sia, all those great Christmas albums. I will be listening to those but it's so important to listen to some Christmas worship. Shane and Shane has some really good stuff. Um, Casting Crowns, I love their Christmas album. Benetonics actually has a lot of Christmas hymns um, in their albums too, which is wonderful. So definitely immersing yourself in Christmas worship. If you play an instrument, just spend some time playing those those worshipful songs and thinking about what their the lyrics are and. Uh, a really great way to get your focus right this holiday season and then you can also listen to some Mariah Carey too. (laughs) All right last thing I want to say about Christmas and preparing your heart is just to take the pressure off and I I feel this pressure especially as a new mom to make Christmas special and magical and fun for my kids. There's so many ways to do that but you don't have to do it perfectly and you don't have to do everything. There's so many different things to do. Look at Christmas lights, bake cookies, go to Christmas parties, all these things. And if you can do a lot of those things and not feel overwhelmed or too busy, great if that works for your family. But if it if you feel like, oh my gosh, this isn't fun. This is so stressful. I have to do all this stuff. Then you're doing it wrong. Take things off your plate. If you don't have the energy to go to a Christmas party and enjoy it, say no thanks and just watch a Christmas movie at home. If you don't have the energy to make cookies, go buy some at the grocery store, okay? You don't have to be 
perfect and you don't have to do every single thing. You can let go of the traditions that overwhelm you. If you don't have the energy to put the elf around the house, just don't, just don't do it. Say he went bye-bye. He retired. Um, if you don't have the energy to do a homemade out of it calendar and put candy in it every day, just let it go. Okay. You don't have to do everything. Instead of getting busier this time of year, slow things down. Take time to watch Christmas movies with your family or take an evening to decorate cookies together as a family. Or if you don't have a family around, do it with some friends, you know? You can find family in your friends. Focus on giving and kindness in all the ways that you can. I I follow the Busy Toddler on Instagram and she has this great idea for kiddos so if you're a mom here's a great idea I didn't have the energy we might start it a little bit late and do it next week or we might do it might not do it at all this year might be something I let go of but she has an activity a kindness activity you make like paper garland but on each slip of paper you do 24 loops and on each one you put an act of kindness so each day everyone gets together and does an act of kindness as you count down to Christmas. There's also something called the giving manger for kiddos where you put a piece of hay in the manger for Jesus each time you do something kind, every day that you do something kind. And then on Christmas day, the manger is full of hay. You can, if you're, if you don't have kids, you can just focus on um, buying a couple extra things at the grocery store for food drives. You can buy some kids in your community some Christmas presents who maybe won't be getting any Christmas presents. You can bake something for your neighbor. There's Just try to focus on others this time of year. And remember, it's not about perfect decor or the perfect family photo or the perfect cookies. It's time to focus on the Savior. And all those extras are so fun and so good, but don't let it cloud your focus on the Savior. I pray this episode has been an encouragement and a helpful reminder on what to focus on this season. I always like to remind you guys that I'm coming from a place of being in the middle of learning everything right now. Like, I don't come from a place of like arrival, like I've arrived and I've perfected this um, idea. I'm always right here learning with you. These are just things that I'm processing as I learn them and I like to share what I learn while I'm in the middle of learning it. So I am learning on or learning about focusing on the right things this time of year and letting go of the perfection. It's not coming from a place of I've already been able to do this. I'm better than you. It's, hey, I'm struggling too. Let's remind each other what this time of year should be about and to let go of the things that need to be let go of. This is the last episode of the year, like I said before, with the holidays and family time. I will not be posting again until January. I probably won't be on Instagram or the blog either until January as I just prepare things for January. Um, so I will miss you guys and, um, we'll kick off the year talking about goals 
and the word and verse of the year. So stay tuned for that around January 9th or 16th. I will start posting on Instagram again in January, uh, the beginning of January. And the newsletter will go out the first week of January. I don't know about Monday, Wednesday, or Friday yet, but I'll let you know on Instagram. So please pay attention there a little bit. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. And let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your mercy and your goodness and for giving me grace over and over again to get through the challenging times. Thank you for giving me the energy to record this podcast today. Um, I pray, Lord, that it is full of truth and only truth and that it honors and glorifies you and brings people closer to you, Lord. I pray that you would open the hearts of everyone who's listened, touch their life, encourage them, lift them up, and draw them close to you, Lord. I pray that you would bless each of us as we celebrate um, the birth of our Savior this Christmas. Help our minds to be focused on that and let everything else become secondary to that, Lord. I just pray that you would walk through um, our days with us, bless our end of the year, Lord, and bring us into the new year refreshed, renewed, full of joy, and ready to learn more about you, Father. Thank you for your love. In your name I pray. Amen. the truth of God's word together to know him more. I'm your host Katie and I am so glad you're here. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas season and are enjoying the start of a new year. I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for each of us in 2023. On this week's episode we're talking about choosing a verse and word of the year and what mine are for 2023. But before we get into the meat of this episode I have a few things to share with you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. First of all, it means so much to me, and I pray that this episode is a blessing and that you learn something new. I want to let you know that the Unfolding Co. Instagram page is currently inactive. It still exists. You can still follow it and see old posts, but I am currently not active on that page because I am taking a hiatus from social media for this foreseeable future. I'll be talking about all the details that went into that decision on the next podcast episode coming out in a couple weeks. For now, it's not not active. I'm not posting there. But we do have a website and the link can be found in the show notes and you can find the blog, which I will be sharing a monthly post on the blog. You can find the free devotional Living Fruitfully to download there as well. Um, We also have a newsletter that you can sign up for right now through the link in the show notes. It contains encouragement, freebies, challenges, recommendations, and more. It goes out the first Friday of the month. January's was already sent out, but if you sign up this week, I will send it out to you again. So if you enjoy the podcast, sign up for the newsletter to keep up with all kinds of fun stuff. And here are a few ways you can support us. Like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Leave a rating and review. 
share the podcast with your friends on social media. Each of these things helps support and grow the podcast. Thanks so much again for listening. Let's get into the episode. Mm-hmm.